Hey, Pastor Mark, would you step back out here for just a second, Pastor Mark? Come here. Just step out right here. Look at that shirt right there, man. Pastor Mark has taught us so many things. He's taught us some new words around here like busting. But he would say, Pablo, he would say that church slaps. That shirt slaps. The church does slap. The church does too, yeah. Okay, you can go sit down. Thanks, Pastor Mark. Awesome. Aren't we grateful for our staff? Amen. They're blessed. So, hey, um, I think I see him here. Yeah, I'm going to do something, and I'm glad he's here today. But, hey, uh, Trent Dillard, U.S. Navy. Trent, would you stand up real quick? Trent is back. He's on leave. Man, for those of you that have been with us any amount of time, know that this is a this is the son of the house, and we are so thankful that Trent is back. Wow, Trent, look at that. Hey, that's good. Okay, y'all can all sit down now, but Trent, hey, you need to know Trent's back for a few days, and Trent's role in the Navy is he's a chef. So Trent will be glad to come to your house and cook for you this week. I said, Trent, I said, I've never met a skinny chef. Bro, you're still skinny. Y'all remember that old commercial used to be around Bernie? Come on, how many of you have been around Bernie a long time? Remember? I know Bernie, Texas, gone forever. But do you remember back the day we had commercial? There was a local chef that said, Mama said, never trust a skinny chef. Remember that? Yeah. Okay, I'm dating myself. But hey, Trent, welcome home. Glad you're back. Trent's on leave for a few days. So he's going to cook and clean, take care of his mom and his house. And bed's going to be made every day. Shoes polished, ready to roll. Hey, we love you. And we are so thankful that you said yes, answer to call, serve our nation. And uh, thank you for being here and what a joy it is. So uh, Trent was actively involved in our student ministry here. Transformation took place in his life here. He served in our media team. He told me, he said, Pastor Jason, they tried to get me to serve today, but why'd you say no? I'm just kidding. But I'm glad you're here, buddy. We love you. Hey, today we do want to pray today. We normally pray for another church, but can we just pray for our nation today? Hey, uh, 21 years ago today, we all remember, uh, we all remember probably where we were um, and uh, what took place there in New York City. Forever changed our nation, did it not? Uh, changed our world, rocked our world. And, uh, and while I, I think we have to be careful with history because we can tend to want to live there. And uh, I, I, I don't think we need to forget it. Uh, never forget. And we always should remember. And, and today I want us to. I, I want us to, to pray for the families that were affected personally with the loss of a loved one. Uh, I, uh, I was a youth pastor for 16 years. I was four when I started in the ministry. And uh, just kidding. But no, um, one of my students in my first church is now a, a DPS officer. And, uh, and she posted uh, this, this morning um, a remembrance that was just powerful. It's that, you know, those men and women and those families went to bed the night before thinking they would wake up and go on September the 11th of 2001 and go carry on their normal day and activities. There were meetings to be had. There were decisions that needed to be made. Uh, there were promotions that were probably going to be given and offered, but there was just work and the normal things, right? They tucked their kids in bed the night before and they kissed their spouses on the way out the door that next morning and sent their kids off to school thinking that 
they would just reconvene later that day, but we know the events that took place there and the lives that were lost. And so I think it's fitting for us to remember, just as we would remember our military on special days throughout our calendar year, I pray that we not forget what took place in 2001 on September the 11th, okay? And I want us to pray for those families. But that post, I gotta be honest with you, the post that my DPS um, patrolman posted messed me up because it got me to thinking. They thought they had more time and there'd be another day and birthdays to celebrate and vacations to be had, but please hear my heart. I don't want to scare anybody today. But I would not I don't think I would fulfill my obligation as a pastor without sharing with you what I'm about to share with you. What if this was your last worship experience? What if when we said amen today, this was the last time we gathered together? This was the last song that our incredible worship team led us in today. Pastor Alan, Naomi, thank you guys. And the rest. What if this was the last time I just can't let you go. And those of you that are watching us online right now, I can't let you go without asking you, have you given your life to Jesus Christ? Have you asked him to forgive you of your sins? To come in and be Lord of your life? You see, that's the biggest decision any one of us in this room or or watching online will ever have to answer. What what will we do with Jesus? And guys, listen, it's more than just knowing about him and reading about him and singing some songs about him and lifting our hands and dancing. I'm I'm telling you, listen, even the demons know who he is, but I'm telling you, have you given your life to Jesus? You got to answer that. what, What if this was it for us? Don't put it off. Right now, wherever you're at, just say, Jesus, I know you died for my sins and I need you to forgive me of mine. And I ask you to come in and transform me and I give my life to you. I want to live for you, Jesus. That's it. But I do want us to pray. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry about that. I'm not. But I want us to pray. Can we pray? And remember those that didn't have more time. And, and church, if there's a reason why we can no longer just be content to sit and soak, listen, we need to be a going and telling people because the days will are, are numbered and people need to hear. Are you with me? Let's pray. Grab a hand next to you if you feel comfortable doing that. Lord Jesus, today we as a nation remember the men and women, the thousands of families that have been forever impacted as a result of what took place, the evil that gripped our land on 9-11. Father, I want to pray just as your word declares this, and so I'm asking for this. Lord, your word says that you are close to the brokenhearted, and Jesus, I'm asking you to be very near and present right now. Although 21 years, God, the pain still hurts. 
there are boys and girls who, who've grown up without a mom and dad or spouses that were left to lead their home on their own. We pray for them. God, I, I'm reminded and I'm thankful for, for our first responders, men and women who who ran into danger when so many others were running out. Because that's what they're trained to do. That's, that's what they do. They, they answer to call God and, 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 and they ran in. God, I thank you for them and their faithfulness. And I ask you to be near to those families. May we never forget, Lord, God, I pray that we would answer that question of where we're at with you today, Jesus. Lord, we're, none of us are guaranteed another moment. And Father, I pray that if there's someone listening here that need, does not know you, that today would be the day that salvation come to their house. That they would say yes to Jesus and surrender to you, Lord. thank you, God, for your presence. And I'm asking you to pour it out now across our nation, in this room, and other houses of worship. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, amen. Excuse me for just a moment. Woo. Hallelujah. Come on, contact. Let's get in there. Well, this is futile. It's not worth it. So I hope that just hang on there with me. Keep playing over there, buddy. Just play. Play Sweet Caroline. Everybody loves that. And they'll sing. They don't know the words, but they go, bam, bam, bam. Okay. Sorry. Whoa, you guys are in for it now. Is anybody out there? I got you. Hey, as, thank you, bro. Appreciate that. Um, you know, uh, as, 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 somber as today is. Yesterday was a great day for us and Hope alluded to it. Yesterday was the 16 year anniversary for us as a church and we are so honored and thrilled at what God has done in this thing called 1910 Church for 16 years and the lives that have been transformed. I alluded to Trent here today, but, but so many others, hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people uh, that have, have, have been influence through what God has done through this. And, and we want you to know something. We understand and know that what has happened in this house for 16 years is only by the grace of God. It's not about us. We are not that good. You guys know that. Okay. But God is, and he does so much more than we could ever dream of or, or imagine. Uh, we, we found a picture from the very first that this is backstage in the, the very I was six years old when that picture was taken. And this is the very first Sunday, man, I rocking that t-shirt under my shirt there. I don't know what that was all about. We used to look at my wife and she cute. I was wearing blue jeans that day. My mom came in and stayed with us. She was here for the first service and I'll never forget walking out in a pair of blue jeans. And my mom said, what's that? I said, 
Mom, that's why I'm preaching. She said, you wearing blue jeans to church? I said, yeah, mom. I think Jesus is all right. Or he'll be okay with my jeans. But that was us. And 16 years later, this is what I feel like today. <laughs> Poor Duncan. Thank you. <laughs> Whose are these? How's that? Is that? That's bad. I'll, I'll figure it out. But yeah, sometimes it is stressful and it's difficult, but I'm telling you, there's still no greater calling. And we give God the glory for what he has done in this house for the last 16 years. We believe though, you need to know something that as great as it's been, he's not finished with us. In fact, you need to know that today you're still here. Why? Because God's not finished with you. And there's still something that he has in store for you. There's a, a kingdom that still is, is not finished building. And we get to be a part of that. We're in a series entitled Blueprint. Thus, all the Home Depot uh, displays up here on the platform. And uh, we are laying out the foundation and, and sharing with you some of the things that make us who we are here at 1910 Church. These things are not unique to us. These are things that I pray that every Bible-believing evangelical church would, would say, hey, yeah, this is a house built on those things. But we believe that a foundation is important to anything you ever build. Are you with me? there, right? You have to have a firm foundation and then whatever you build from that, but it all depends upon that foundation that has been laid. And so we've been over the last few weeks sharing some things with you. We want to continue to do so. Listen, we believe that there are greater things ahead and we want to invite you to partner with us as we move towards our incredible future. Hey, how many of you have a vehicle you drive? Anybody, you, you, you know that again, I know that now these days there's electric stuff, electric cars that you can plug in and, and, but, but, but we know that, that a vehicle does not move unless there is fuel in its tank. Are you with me there? That, that then in order for us to get from point A to point B, our vehicle must have gas in it. Are you with me there? Again, I know some of you are electrical people and, and, and that's cool too, but you can even run out if you don't have a charge there, right? But fuel is important. And, and some of you have found out, some of you have vehicles that actually help you out when it comes to how much further you have to go, because it will tell you how many miles are left in your tank, I guess. Right. And, and, and some of you are people of great faith. You're putting your hopes that somehow there's been an elf that has calculated exactly how many miles? I'll never forget. I'm not going to mention his name, but our youth pastor sent me a picture a few weeks back of his odometer that said two miles to empty. And he was praising God and celebrating as he was sitting in a gas station line ready to get fuel. I'm going, bro, why? Why would you? How many of you have been though on the side of the road and your miles left in the tank readout was misleading and you found yourself stranded? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Fuel is important in your vehicle. If you want to get somewhere, you calculate. You make sure you've got enough in the tank in order to get you to your destination. Well, today, as we continue sharing with you about this house, we want you to know that the vision of this house is great. And there are big things in store for us and this house. But I want you to know just as fuel is necessary in order to get you in your vehicle down the road. Listen, we are looking for some people. We need you to help us fuel this thing called 1910. We need you to help us pump some gas into this vehicle. 
I can't read that screen because these are, are these mine? They are? They're awful. They're awful. Throw that screen up for me, screen dude. Listen, the amount of gas that we put into this house will determine how far we go. And today, I want to invite you to be a part of bringing the gas. I, I want to invite you and I want to encourage you. Would, you. would you join us in a journey so that we can get from where we are to where God wants to take us? He's not finished, but it's going to require fuel. And today, I want to encourage you to begin to pour some gas in this tank. Now, what am I talking about? Well, we're going to use that word gas. And, and, and I would simply say that one of the first things that, that you can do to help us to get to where we need to be is, is you, need to, you can help us by giving sacrificially. The G in gas is giving sacrificially. Yeah, someone asked me earlier, say, hey, do you, do you have a hard time talking about money in your sermon? I said, I don't. I, I, I don't, I don't talk about it a lot, but I don't struggle with it because I know what happens whenever I view my finances the way that God wants me to view them. And, and I have no worries whenever I do what scripture has called me to do. Listen, today, I want to invite you to be a part of moving this vehicle to, to, to its destination by helping us, first of all, by partnering with us in giving sacrificially. Can I read some scripture to you today? Are you guys okay with the Bible? If you're not, there is a, no, I'm not going to say that, but there's, we're just going to read God's word. Amen. Listen to what it says in Luke chapter 21. Jesus says, uh, while Jesus was in the temple, he, he watched the rich people dropping their gifts in the collection box. And by the way, Hope reminded you there are several ways that you can give here at 1910 church. And we do have red boxes called my best boxes. They don't say tithe on it because we know how some of you feel about that word. We're cool with that. Why don't you give your best? Because we believe that's biblical also. We believe the tithe is, but we believe our best is. Listen to this story. Jesus was watching rich people dropping their gifts in the collection box, but then there was a poor widow that came by and dropped in two small coins. I tell you the truth, Jesus said. This poor widow has given more than all the rest of them, for they have given a tiny part of their surplus, but, but as poor as she is, she has given everything she has. I, I love this here because Jesus is reminding us that there's a widow here that he's watching in the temple one day, and he sees her give everything she has. I believe that's real Christianity. I believe that, 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 that giving everything we can to the best that we can, that is a true mark of someone who truly is the follower of Jesus Christ. We can talk about that afterwards if you struggle with what I just said. But, but Jesus brings out this lady who, who gives two small coins versus the rich people that have given, who probably far surpass what she gave and they're giving. See, they probably, but he commends her. Why? because she gave all. As I read this, I'm reminded that it's, 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 it's not how much you give, but it's how you give. You see, listen, I believe that the truth of that passage of scripture, and, 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 and I believe that's what's going what's to get us down the road. We're not asking for everybody to give the same. 
You see, it's not about equal gifts. It's about equal sacrifice. You guys would agree there's a discrepancy between these two gas tanks, correct? They both contain and would carry the same uh, juice that would get your vehicle down the street. But there's a difference here. One's not necessarily greater than the other. What would be contained in both of these, would you say, is very crucial and vital if you found yourself on the side of the road? You see, listen, when we say that you can help us by giving sacrificially, just as we're reminded here, we're not, we're not asking you all to give the same, but we're just simply saying, would you be willing to sacrifice? And a sacrifice means what you're going to feel it. And that is you giving up something because you believe that what you're giving to is it's worth it. It's worth it. I, as I look at this, I, 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 I just can't help but think that, that in this story, this, this poor widow truly shows how dedicated she is to the Lord. And she's willing to give it all. Isn't that what Jesus is? Did Jesus, isn't, isn't Jesus someone who gave us his all? Can, can, can you imagine if Jesus had the attitude maybe of some of us today in the church? What if Jesus was stingy? What if Jesus said, ah, it's not important. You know, the, the people in New Mexico, they're not important. The New Mexicans, they're not important. Oklahoma, pfft, yeah, really, yeah. We're gonna, I'm gonna be, ah, they don't need me. I'm, now those people in, well, you fill in the state. They do, they're, they're worthy of it, you know. Or hey, you know what, hey, I just... Health, that person needs healing. I don't know. You know, I think I, I don't know if they're really worth it. Or hey, that family that's got some issues going on and struggles in it, that marriage that's on the rocks or whatever, ah, I didn't get time for that. I, I need to spend my time and efforts. Aren't you glad that we don't worship a savior today that's stingy? That's not trying to pick and choose and determine. No, we worship a savior at 1910 that oof, that's worth, that, that, that believes it's all worth it. We're all worth it. He gave his very best. He laid down his total life for us. That's the same. How can we, the recipients of his best, not bring our best to him? That, that, that's why we say best, not tithe. Because some of y'all are like, ah, oh, the tie, that's, that's so old school. That's law. Let me just remind you something, the theologian. Go to Genesis before the law was given, and you find clear evidence of tithing when Abraham would bring stuff before the Father. So, and it's interesting that Jesus said, I did not come to do away with the law, but I came to fulfill it. And let me just remind you that as people of grace, we're people of grace. Grace demands everything. So we believe the tithe is a starting point, but I simply would remind you of a poor widow in Luke chapter 21 who simply gave her very best. What would happen if you would help fuel this vehicle by simply sacrificially giving your best? In fact, I love what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, beginning in verse 6. It says, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. Check, so, remember, so if I plant just a few, I'm just going to get just a few. But if I'm generous, whoo, watch out, Jack 
or Jill, whoever you are. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. Why? For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. You know what that says? If, 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 if I give sparingly, I'm going to reap sparingly. And listen, we have money for things, don't we? Yeah, you got money for things. You got money for the NFL ticket. You got money for new makeup at Sephora. Y'all can tell I'm a girl daddy, right? But uh, um, we have money for things. Do you have money for the church? Do you have money for kingdom purposes? Oh, now you're pet, now you're meddling. Okay. All right. Yeah. We give with a cheerful heart. I want to twist your arms. I'm just simply trying to present to you God's word. And God wants to bless you. And I just think that some of us might be missing out on the blessing of God because we're shortchanging God. We're giving him maybe the leftovers and not the first and the best, right? We don't want to force anybody to give, but it ought to be a joy to bring it. And remember, it's not about equal gifts, but it's about equal sacrifice. And so listen, one of the things I want to encourage you with, listen, if you part, we, we're looking for partners that will partner with us and help us get to where we need to be, where God wants to send this thing, the church, 1910. But it's going to require that we all give sacrificially. Okay. The A in that word gas, not giving sacrificially necessarily, but, but also attending faithfully, attending faithfully. That means showing up. That means being here. I, I, I love this passage in the book of Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 and 24. So let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Stop the bus right there. Ooh, we could go back to the first point about finances. And when you do it God's way, watch him. He promises. In fact, he promises in Malachi, that chapter and book that you don't like. He says, Hey, just test me. Try me in this. If you bring your best, see if I will not open the floodgates of heaven and give you so much that you cannot even contain it. Come on, trust God. He can be trusted. The writer of Hebrews reminds us of that. God can be trusted to keep his promise. It says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Guys, listen, there is something special. There is something biblical that calls us to gather together as the people of God. Okay. There's something special that happens. Hey, by the way, I, uh, I, I, I'm going to show you a picture. I, I sent this to our media team this morning at about 630 in the morning. I did not know what was about to happen at about eight o'clock this morning. I said, hey, can y'all put this in the message today? And sure enough, in fact, how many of you came to the 11 o'clock service? You were coming at 930, but because it started raining, you stayed home. And a few of you, maybe, or some of them, they didn't even come, right? I missed our opportunity. Woo. Okay, let's, let's go to the park, you know, whatever. So, but is that not true? <laughs> I can do all things. You can go, I hate cats. I do. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm sorry. I just offended most of you. But, but this cat, Morris, knows some stuff right here, doesn't he? And some of you going, why'd you call him Morris? Some of you don't get it, Morris the cat. You don't know what you're missing. You don't know what you're missing. I just dated myself there as well. But listen, there's something special about gathering with the people of God. 
Now listen, Jesus can meet you anywhere. Absolutely, you can commune with God wherever you're at. I get that, absolutely. But there is something about gathering together for fellowship and encouragement. In fact, when you're in this room and on this campus, we pray that one of the things you feel is love and acceptance and somebody's just gonna encourage you. In fact, I wanna let you know that before we let you go today, we're gonna give you an opportunity to come down and be prayed over and encouraged by incredible people in this congregation. We care. And we, we receive encouragement when we gather together. But not only that, but you are an encouragement to other people as well. You, you, you just might be that voice or that handshake or that high five that someone needs today to get them through a rough patch. Are you with me today, right? And so not only do we receive encouragement, but we're encouraged. And guys, I'm just gonna tell you something. Listen, the days in which we live in are evil and we need each other. We are better together and we're gonna need to constantly encourage one another. I'm not standing up here and trying to tell you how it's gonna shake out before. But listen, Jesus does give us indication that it will become increasingly worse and worse before the trumpet sounds from heaven and we all go to meet him in the sky. It's going to become more difficult. Listen, those days in which when I was a kid growing up, I remember watching, you remember reel to reel movies? You remember those reel to reel movies? I remember seeing Christians in, in like China and communist countries where, where they had to meet in seclusion for fear of death. I'm just telling you, we could head that direction, America, before the Lord comes back. We, we, we had a, a glimpse of, of what the enemy wants to do through something just a, a year or two ago called the COVID. Remember that? And so many still haven't come. I'm just telling you, guys, coming together is a big deal. One of the ways you put gas in this vehicle at 1910 is by being faithful in attendance. Wow. Being faithful, encouraging others, receiving encouragement. I love to hear Pastor Allen and our team worship together, but I tell you, I love to look around and see you guys going hard after the Father and singing and, and worshiping. It's just better together. We need each other. So not only giving sacrificially, not only attending faithfully, but, but I want to encourage you. The S in that word means serving regularly, serving regularly. Even pastor Mark today gave you an opportunity to find a place to connect and, and serve and, 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 and Trent, not to, not to call you out again, but I just did. But, but, but one of the things I'm reminded of, I'm so thankful for men and women that, 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 that served in, in a youth ministry that exposed a young man like Trent to the gospel of Jesus Christ. They said, yes. And Hey, listen, I don't know if what I have to offer and give, but Hey, let me just remind you what it says in, I believe it's in first Peter chapter four, verse 10. Uh, come on. There's James and Jude and first Peter, uh, one, four, 10. What is it? Y'all can read. I can't because I can't see first Peter four, 10. Is that what it says? Hey, will y'all just read it for me real quick? What's it say? Let's read it. It says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. There's something that God has placed in you for kingdom use. There's a contribution for every one of us to make. 
Listen, I know that we could toot our own horns about this is my gift. Look how great I am. But, but listen, what would happen if we would begin to look for even opportunities within this church for, for ways for us to utilize our gifts and serve? Listen, you've been given a gift not for you to be puffed up and hoard and keep to yourself, but you've been given a gift, as it says in the Word, to serve and encourage others with it. What are you doing with it? Don't be a hoarder. Be a giver. Serve. You're never more like Jesus than when you serve. Because he reminded us, I came not to be served, but I came to serve and to offer my life as a ransom for many. This church needs you. We need you. You have been gifted. What's that next slide say? Can you throw it up for a preacher today? What's it say? We all have a role. We all have a responsibility to play in the kingdom of God. And the question you need to ask yourself today is, is what am I going to do with my time and my talent and my treasure? What will you do with that? What are you going to do with your time? You see, you've got to ask yourself, there's a next slide. You've got to ask yourself, what am I, is it worth me showing up on Sunday mornings? Listen, is this place, does this place help you experience Jesus? You, you, you've got to ask yourself this. When I gather with the people at 1910 or when, when I'm a part of worship or when I'm serving in the community or, or when I'm in a radiant Bible study or a man you say, listen, do those times when I, when, when my kids go to kids ministry, listen, are those people pointing me to Jesus? Do I get a clearer picture as to who he is? And Hey, do I get a, 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 a is it a reminder of, of how he wants me to live? My, you've got to answer that. You see, you've got to answer. Is it worth my time to come and grow there? Is it worth my, me giving my talent? Is it worth me? Do I, do, do, do I believe that kingdom work? And by the way, you want to know what good ROI is? I think I've been told that means return on investment is. Listen, anytime you invest in the kingdom of God, and whether that be financially or through acts of service, I'm telling you that ROI is far greater than any other investment you'll ever make. Listen, this preacher, my wife's in Vermont today. She's off with some ladies uh, being poured into, okay? And, and she's sending me pictures of mountains and beautiful and just she's rubbing it in. But so, so I'm home alone. I'm a bachelor. And so uh, in, in the midst of a, of a football game, I, I, I ventured out last night. I went to Cane's Chicken. Come on, somebody. Extra crispy Bob. That means butter on both sides. You'll thank me later. Just, just get it. I'm letting you in some insider cane information, but, but I ate that and I woke up this morning. It satisfied me last night, but I was still hungry this morning. I'm telling you the ROI on canes was good for about 57 minutes in my life last night, but this morning it left me wanting more. Listen, would you be willing to, is, is 1910 worth me serving at using my talent? Is it worth me getting my hands dirty and, 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 and offering something that God has placed with? You've got to ask yourself that question. What about your treasure? Do I believe enough in that house? 
Do I believe that those are people of God that are serious about reaching people, finding and restoring them? And hey, listen, do you realize that when you give financially, the return on that is eternal significance? It's not gonna fade. It's not gonna wither. Scripture says the grass may wither and fade, but the word of the Lord remains, right? And what we do in the kingdom and the investment we make stands for eternity. But you've got to ask yourself with your treasure, with your money, is that worth it? Do I want to invest in that? I'm telling you, it's an eternal investment that will far outlive you. And oh, let me just remind you that he who sows sparingly reaps sparingly. I would hope that one day you stand before the Father and said, you know what, I remember what you did. You didn't think it was much, but you know what? I took what you did and I'm able to breathe on stuff and grow it. It means something. It makes a difference. I'm gonna let you know that over the next couple of weeks, I'm gonna begin sharing with you guys some visional things, directional things in this church that we're headed But as great as it is, we will only go as far with this vision in relation to the amount of gas that we put towards it. In fact, the pace at which God's vision of this house will be fulfilled is determined on how much you fuel this vehicle. We have responsibility in the kingdom of God, and I pray that we not miss the moment. Would you stand with me today? And and we're gonna sing a song, if that's okay. We're gonna worship together and just ask the Lord to use us. And Father, I wanna thank you for 16 years and for as great as it's been. But Lord, I know that you're not finished and there's still more. So God, we look forward to these next days, weeks, months, and years. And Father, I pray that we not stop short of fulfilling the call on this house. But God, that we would pursue you. That God, you would use us. God, what would it look like if all of us participated instead of 20% doing the 80% of the work? But we all gave our best. We all sacrificed. We all served. We were faithful in attendance to encourage one another. God, we love you. We want to be found faithful.